Welcome to Season 3. The You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast is an authentic space to talk about life in truth and love. This podcast has evolved, which is no surprise to me, because when you live authentically, you experience a lot of change. Thankfully, it's always a positive change, because when you ditch the coulds and shoulds and let God lead, the outcome is always beautiful. This podcast started as a resource for recovering perfectionists, but has expanded into a place for all to come and be themselves, share their struggles and their victories, giving God the glory along the way. Our world today suffers from an excessive amount of pressure on all sides that leave an individual feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, and eventually hopeless. My guests and myself have experienced all of these feelings at one time or another, which is why these stories and encouragements will inspire and uplift you. Hi friends, welcome to season three of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast. Season three has something extra special just for you. Along with the interviews you love from my authentic guests, you will have the opportunity to listen to the new free audio version of my newest book, The Relevant Old Testament, Illuminating Lessons from Imperfect People. I was inspired to create this audio version for those who want to listen during their commute or while doing the dishes. It is still recommended to sit down when you get a chance and go through this Bible study book as it involves a lot of one-on-one writing time with God. But I believe you will find this audio version helpful as you get started. Each chapter will be recorded as its own episode. Please feel free to share the listening links with your friends. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Katie McConnell. After getting a master's in human service, marriage, and family counseling, Katie went on to be a chaplain with Marketplace Chaplains. Her heart has been for helping others through difficult circumstances. Her passion for sharing the love of Jesus and advocating for others grew out of her own struggles living with ADHD, anxiety, and migraines. In the last few years, she has been working to cultivate a blog and podcast aimed at helping people walk through life and difficult circumstances, all infused with the consistency of Jesus. Katie, I'm so happy you're here today. I am so excited to be here. You know what, Vanessa, you have influenced me and been like my Instagram friends for a while now. So this little uh, face-to-face talking or podcast talking because they can't see we're looking at each other. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) I am too, because, you know, I remember you from, you know, it's been a while, a while back, you wrote a blog post and you referenced one of my blog posts. Oh, I did. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I love this. I was like, what a sweet person. And then we talked a little bit and got to know each other a little bit. And then kind of, I just, I didn't see you anymore. I, you know, I didn't really see you on the Instagram so much, but then recently you popped up again. I'm like, oh my goodness, I miss her. And then we reconnected and here you are today. Oh girl, that's a whole story this whole summer. Oh my goodness. That's, that's exactly, you know what? That's what I'm here for today. Is that, ooh, yeah, right. you know well, that's true. That's true. 
Well, I'm glad. See, I'm very perceptive. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back. There's a whole little story there. All right. Let's let's jump in here and talk about your biggest goals. You want to share the love of Jesus with absolutely everyone you encounter and Mm -hmm. you desire to normalize mental health and neurodivergence in the church. Um, How do you think normalizing these things in the church will help? Okay, so number one, when you have information about something and it's familiar to you, it's not as scary. And no matter how, no matter who we are, unknown things are scary. So when I first was diagnosed with ADD, I had no idea. I was a kid. I think it was third grade anyway, but my mom never told me get that until I graduated college. And she's like, so let me tell you this story. And it was just like, it's just about people not knowing, you know, when we were kids and, um, I don't know if you know, but for everybody, I'm 42 now as of a week ago, happy birthday to myself, um, in my forties. And so very close in age, (laughs) but yeah, so, you know, it was different time back then, but now we have all this information at our fingertips. And I have talked to so many people who have ADD or anxiety and depression, panic attacks. Um, a very good friend that I consider a sister ha- has bipolar and her psychosis um, has sent her to the hospital multiple times. And when you have people that are hurting and just dealing with things that are different and uncomfortable it's it's everybody's first inclination to kind of pull back we want to be with things that are familiar so if the church is made up of just human beings like the rest of the world who want to be around what's familiar then let's make being different familiar Mm. so and there's so many times I've shared and gotten odd looks like "Mm, should you be airing your dirty laundry out there Yep. But then at the same time, I have people come up and say, you know, I thought it was the only one I've never told anybody I have panic attacks. And I thought it was because I wasn't good enough. And that just, you know, that that encourages me. I'm like, I'll, I'll take it for mm-hmm. everybody else. You can, people can reject me. But if that means somebody else doesn't feel alone, that's my jam. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, we oh, my goodness. I, like everything you just said, I was like, I could talk forever. Um, oh my goodness well I love I will I love this and I want to hit on this the the normalizing of it making it familiar oh my goodness right there I I have I really have talked specifically about that many times my writing like the only reason why we think something is hard is because it's unfamiliar if it was if Mm -hmm. we made it familiar it wouldn't be hard anymore it wouldn't be scary anymore so yeah. I totally, totally agree with that. And I also agree with, or I can feel relate to you with the, the weird looks and whatnot. Like, <laughs> here's the thing at church. Like, uh, I think people have learned to just like, not ask me anything because they don't like that. I tell them the truth. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Ooh, Ooh, she's scary. She tells the I truth. I don't it. like it. Um, and so, but there are a few that will come up. And, oh, thank you. Thank you for what you said. Thank you. You know, because mm-hmm. 
for the same reason you said it makes them feel like oh my goodness it feels so much better knowing i'm not the only one like there are other people that know how i feel today uh, before this i was listening to i already finished it i finished it so fast i want to go back and read it again um a book oh. andrew peterson andrew peterson okay. and good. it's also um good. i think it's called like god in the garden um Oh my gosh. It was so good. And, and it wasn't, I've read another book by him. Yeah. Garden, God in the garden. And he said things about depression that it was like, oh my goodness. I think I literally have had the exact same situation, same thoughts have prayed the same prayers. <laughs> yes. And I was like, Oh, Oh my gosh, I love this so much. And it was just the the comfort of like, no, you are not wrong. Because that's the lie that I give in to all them. Oh, you're wrong. There's oh, something yeah. wrong with you. You're mm-hmm. you're I mean, yes, we're broken, but I mean wrong in the way that like you're you're hopeless. Like you're just you're never gonna make it. <laughs> oh my goodness. There's somebody, I don't remember um, who I was listening to or where it was. They were talking about the difference between your inner critic and imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And your inner critic can be kind of harsh, but they can also sometimes be right. If you're Mm -hmm. hungry and tired, they can be downright rude. But, you know, they're sometimes worth listening to versus imposter syndrome is just like, "Mm, you're a failure. Whereas our inner critic is like, Ooh, you could have said that a lot nicer, or mm-hmm. maybe you should have thought through that first, or what can you, you know, you can do better next time and kind of realizing and naming and separating those two, because we've got to, especially, I don't know about you, but two o'clock in my morning is the time to analyze every conversation I ever had mm. and decide whether it was a good one or not. Uh, worst time to do it, I swear, but mm. I've learned to separate those two. Um, ever since I heard them, like, this is so, so helpful to realize that the I'm a loser or I'm a failure or I'm wrong is not helpful, but we can do that better next time is, or you were harsh can right. be, and then rephrasing it. But, oh, those, yeah. those, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I mean, there, there probably is a distinction there. I think my inner critic must always be hungry because she's real mean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. She's real mean. Um, and I'm like, okay, sweetie, um, we need to speak differently. Okay. Yes. We <laughs> need to you, use our nice words. Yeah. Cause you are being really cruel right now. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. There's, there's something about the, the better next time, like all those things are productive, you know, um, as long as there's no like condemnation with it, you know, like, Oh, well, well, you know, um, you messed it up and, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. You know what I mean? Like Uh, that's a little bit different then yes, that's totally different. Oh, you know what? That was, oh, that I'm sorry. That was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that to me. That's, that's repentance. That's, that's what that is to me. That's Amen. to me. That's the Holy spirit. 
so for me, it's like conviction of the Holy Spirit versus my inner critic. Like, I love that girl. You that, took it to a whole second level. Yes. Well, that, I love that, that way better. Forget what I said. We're going to go with yours. <laughs> well, no, because I can tell the difference. The, the Holy Spirit conviction never makes me feel like a failure or like giving up. It's always like, oh, you're right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And I'm not, and I am sorry. And then I'm like grateful for the correction. Whereas the inner critic, she is just, mm-hmm. mm, she the just Holy wants Spirit's to conviction. Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He propels us towards better mm-hmm. and guilt and that, that you failed voice mm-hmm. that stagnation that doesn't yeah. propel us towards the next step no it does it not just stops us in our tracks and I'd rather be propelled forward and failure as we'll call it I, I'm gonna find some other words for it it's it's an opportunity to realize what works and what doesn't for the next time mm-hmm. and to me that's not a failure yeah it's like yeah. the whole the whole gut what is the one with the guy who made the like oh my I I am. Um, no, I think it's Edison. Oh, I feel Edison. ridiculous, but You're we're right. ridiculous you together. It. You got it. Thomas Edison. <laughs> Thomas Edison. Oh, I love you. He, the, the making a light bulb. If he made 99 failures, it's 99 ways not to make a light bulb. That's not a failure. Now he knows how not to make a light bulb. Mm-hmm. And I tell my kids that all the time, even if it sounds a little cheesy, it's just, it's so right. I know all these I know how to do things now because I did things a different way before. And then I tried a new way and this one's better. So I know that way isn't the way I want to do it tomorrow, but I didn't fail. I just learned. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I feel that distinction and I'm always grateful for that. That doesn't bother me. (laughs) It's the other one. That's the main one. Yep. Yep. So you've shared with me. And with, you know, us already that you've struggled with anxiety, ADHD, and migraines. Um, And I also struggle with anxiety. Like, it's so tough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And so how do you do all that you do with these afflictions? How do you keep going? You know what? Every day can be different. And I can give you a list of 10 really cool things. Um. But I think, you know, you could Google them also, and I've thought about it, but every day is a new, new and different thing. I've done, um, I have um, naps, eat, meditation, always prayer. I write scripture down on note cards and I go on walks with my dogs. I do self check-ins and check-ins with my husband, but every day it's giving myself grace because I can do all the things that'll help me with my anxiety. I can have all the right Bible verses memorized. I can attend church every time the doors are open or I can take a nap every day, whatever it is. I have to give myself grace every single day because it's not something that can be cured Mm -hmm. or fixed. And I often fall in the traps of, of, pretty anxiety. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but it's like, when you think of um, people who are in the media and they're, they're acute messy, 
like, oh, I'm a mess and oh. have their cute messy buns and they're, and they're like adorably a mess. Mm-hmm. It's not adorable anxiety. I can't, I can't package it in a way that's like, oh, you know what? I do these things and it helps me be strong. And mm-hmm. every day I get up and walk my dogs three miles and then mm-hmm. I do yoga yep. and I drink chamomile tea instead of coffee. Like I don't, I don't, I had a migraine for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week. And I just had to put off getting the groceries. No, hallelujah. You don't them. have it today. But it is having a sense of humor about it when I can have a sense of humor about it. But also, um, like we said earlier, I talk about it a lot. Me too. I don't sugarcoat it. I, I would love to make it look prettier. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly it's talking and doing all of the things when I can do the things. And when I can't, I just don't. I just have to breathe. That's it. Yeah. You know, the, the grace, what, how did you say it? Like re, you have to receive grace or how did you phrase it? I have to receive the grace I'm willing to give myself. Mm. So I guess you're right. It's a give and take. I have to give it to myself and I have to be willing to receive it at the same time. So I guess it's a little twofold and willing to receive the grace that God is giving me every day. He knows. He knows. I would say he that last week I was going to have migraines this week. Mm-hmm. It, it's the hardest part is the receiving of the grace. Um, I wish it wasn't. Uh, and I wrestle with it. Um, it's like, come on, receive that grace. <laughs> um, but there's something about me that wants to like make it right. Right. Like I, I want to. Uh-huh. Even though, even though I don't want to, I do want to get there on my own, right? Like I want to be okay. Um, And what you were saying, like all the things that you can do. I have had so many conversations with a friend, you know, where I'm like, I've, I'm literally doing everything you could possibly do for anxiety. And I am so anxious, you know, and then I go, okay, God, um, I've tried everything and it's not working and I really need to be out of this, please. You know, and he doesn't necessarily deliver me right then and there, but it's almost like it's a, the same lesson, but it's so frustrating, right? Like, how do you not try to you? It's like. Oh my gosh. I think it's something that you said earlier in, in, in one of your previous podcasts was about, um, trying to remember it correctly, Joseph, and he had the fight and then his hip was dislocated and he was in pain the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And we want so badly to have a God encounter and then walk away like amazing. Like we're Captain America, yeah. like we're indestructible and we're not. And I've had some amazing God encounters in my life. I've seen his face in my children. I've seen his face in others. I've seen his hands at work and it's been, it's brought me to tears, just the beauty of it. But I still have anxiety. I still have migraines and I still have ADD. And that doesn't mean that God isn't still 
amazing. And you're right. Some days I, I, I get mad at him. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I tell him how I feel me too, because God never desires for us to pretend we're okay with him. Yep. Cause he can't help us through those emotions and lies and feelings and all of that. If we don't take it to him and he's good for it. So so far, he's always been very happy when I don't close myself off. He's only ever been frustrated with me when I close myself off. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you, do you ever, do you ever picture God in your head sometimes? Like you can hear, you can see him go, mm, like, oh, oh yeah, like that kind of, oh, or you need to, yeah, I, I, I see his face sometimes in my head just being like, Katie, I'm still here. <laughs> you can bring it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right, yes, yes, yes. You know what? It was, it was just the other day. I'm trying to think if it was yesterday or the day before I, I, cause I've been, I mean, this week I've been since Sunday struggling again, um, more, more on the depressive side, (laughs) which I was like, I was just talking about how it's been, uh, you know, like over a year since I've had anything like that. And then whoop, there comes, I'm like, what? I wasn't inviting it in. I don't want it. But it was this thing. I was, I, I'm constantly talking to him, just constantly, just trying to like work things out. Like, oh, okay, come on, meet me in the middle here. What are we doing? What is this for? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. You know, like, how is this good? How is this good? I, I just, you know, I get really upset. And then I don't remember exactly. I, I know I was at the sink. I know that much. I was doing dishes. Right. And what came over me was he's not mad at you right now. He's not mad at you. And then I'm like, he's not mad at me. He's not mad at me. Like I, like (laughs) it changed everything because in my, in my frustration, I was also worried, like without knowing it, I was worried that like, Oh, God's disappointed in you because you're screwing it up. You're doing it wrong. Um, and doing it wrong is just trying to live. I mean, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm just trying to follow him with every ounce of me. And, yes. and then when you feel depressed or anxious, it's like, wait, what, how is what this doesn't seem right. The twists and turns are <sighs> part of the plan too. That, so all of that has been this whole week and I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And um, it, it's just made everything so much better. And it, it was like, it wasn't like I wasn't going to get there. God knew I was going to get there just like you, right? Like he knew you were going to have those migraines and he knew when they were going to stop, uh, you know, and yeah. Like, yeah. but when we're in it, we don't see the end because we're not God. Nope. And so then we have to trust. But because we don't like the situation we're in, we're like, no, yeah, like, okay, I trust you, but why aren't you doing anything? This is so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I know. I don't like it. And I'm like, I don't like this. I do not like this. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness gracious. So, okay. Do you find that the things you enjoy, like chatting with friends, painting, reading, you know, things like that. Uh, do you feel like they help you manage the things that you struggle with? Um, the friends part. Oh, totally. 
I prayed and prayed and worked very strategically um, to make sure that I had a good group of friends around me that are going to be supportive. Um, like it, I'm, it was a decision I made one day and I'm not a normally, I'm a very fluid person and I'm very, well, whatever, you know, that things go. Um, I think dealing with these things has kind of made me more go with the flow. But I was like, by golly, I live in Virginia. I don't have any family nearby. We moved here because of the military and that was 17 years ago. And I was like, I'm, I need to have the right people around me. Um, one of the things that I don't think I said before, but is I've realized in the last, oh, well, living here because there are seasons, I have seasonal depression. And by the end of February, beginning of March, I get depressed and I, it floors me no matter what I do. So I prepare for it. And part of preparing for it is having the right people who will not let me hide, but respect my privacy and who understand and are willing to do the things that I need them to do. So we've had those difficult conversations of what is going to help me beforehand so they know. And being able to help them when you have a community of people who also are dealing with similar, similar things and everybody's anxiety, depression, whatever, it's all, it's all unique to every single person. And I, I think that helps us understand what, how, when something works for somebody else, we're like, okay, I'll, that I'll do that for you. Even if it doesn't work for me, it's mm -hmm. kind of a, an open heartedness that has come out of dealing with all of these things. So um, the friends, yes, it's all about my, my friends. My friends are amazing and I love them and they get me through so much. They are God's hands and feet and sometimes voice. Um, not that, I think it was a few weeks ago and a friend of mine, she and I both were kind of like in a slump, military spouses. And we went and ran our errands together I'm like, okay, I've got to go to these three places. And she's like, okay, I've got to go to these three. So we went and did it all together. And it was so much more fun to go along with each other than have to like go out in public alone and deal mm -hmm. with all of that. Cause I don't part of ADD. So is I go with my daughter sometimes to target and I'll stop and I'll stand there and forget what I'm in there for and she remembers for me it's so sweet she's 12 Sarah and so um, having that having friends and having people who understand and my family's also incredibly supportive and we have the conversations to help each other and and all the other things the writing and the reading I'm a total bibliophile so I'm, I'm addicted to reading but that helps because sometimes that's all you could do is just for me is lose myself in a book until I feel better the last last week through this week has been all about reading I'm like you know what I'm putting I I have I just want to read I don't want to think I don't want to write I don't want I mean and I love writing but it was like and then I was following it because I'm like okay I think God's leading me to this like surrender 
go ahead, trust, you know? And I finished a book, started a new one, finished that audiobook this week. Like I just finished it in like two or three days. Um, <laughs> and that that's usually not the case for me. Um, and look, at, it's helping me. I feel like it untied all the knots in my brain that like, they were just like, I couldn't think, uh -huh. Uh -huh. I couldn't think. And I hate that. It like freaks me out. And they just, they're all just untangled in my brain. Like, oh, I love that. Oh, it's, and I'm, I'm like, I'm so inspired right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels so good. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think there is no, in, in terms of that, there's no like right or wrong things to do. Um, like, oh, well, you have to paint if you want to alleviate this or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's not like a, an equation. And even though I hate math, I, um, I wish, like, I think I would prefer that there was an equation. And then I would just mm -hmm. follow that mm -hmm. equation to the grave. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but there's not. And that's what God keeps teaching me and reteaching me. It's like, Vanessa, it's just me. Like, and I'm going to yes. lead you down different paths and you're going to have different experiences mm -hmm. and, and it's going to be ups and downs and twists and turns. And I'm going to be there the whole time. And I don't yes. hate you. Yes. I'm not disappointed in you. You know, like, like I know you, I, I know you, I know you're laying down. I know you're rising. You know, I, there's nowhere yeah. you can yes. go that I'm not there. And I'm like, oh, thank you, God. <laughs> and it makes everything better. It really does. Mm -hmm. But then it's hanging on to that for me. That's the challenge. And you want to know why it's challenging? Because we live in a world that that's not what people talk about. So it's unfamiliar. And so then, mm -hmm. like, in a matter of minutes, you can get swept in to this world that has beliefs that are not yours. And they conflict. And then you start rethinking everything. And then there comes the doubt. You see, mm -hmm. it just happens over and over again. And that's when I go, oh, okay, God, just, you know, I, I, I'm done. I, I, there's nothing else I can do. There's nothing else I can do. You have to do it for me. And he does. He does. You know, something else that has kind of helped me with dealing, um, learning to live alongside these things is, um, and this is what God taught me again this summer, actually, which is partly why I can pull back from social media and doing a lot of writing is because I had to process through that life is not linear. And what I mean by that is, is um, I got my degrees and I had my career. I was so excited to be a chaplain. I was chaplain Katie and it was a huge part, but it was part of my identity and who I am. And I loved it. And then COVID happened <laughs> and I was leaving. Oh, I originally was going to be a teacher. And then I decided not to be a teacher. And even though I decided not to be a teacher, I still ended up teaching preschool for 10 years. I don't know life happens. Surprise, 10 years, I don't know. But um, that that's something to think about. But anyhow, I was going to leave working at the preschool because I was 
a preschool teacher and a chaplain at the same time. So leave being a preschool teacher and do full-time chaplaincy and ministry. My blog, I'm super, I admire you because I wanted to write a book my whole entire life since I first picked up a pencil and a pen, whatever. And so last November, after um, we'd been in COVID for a few months at that point, um, I was in one of my work sites and I love these women. I am not going to cry. <laughs> Tears are coming. I love these women. God put in my life. From the moment I first found out I was going to be a chaplain, I heard it was going to be an OBGYN's office. And I immediately thought, oh, please let it be this one. Please, but because I, I love, I love this doctor um, and everything she does for God's kingdom and her love. And so when I found out I got to be her chaplain been her chaplain for the last five and a half years and I loved it and then God not nonchalantly I think in my heart it felt a little nonchalantly just because he was just telling me I mean just my flesh and I'm being honest I'm glad you've enjoyed this I want you to remember it because this isn't forever and it was like oh <gasps> what? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm going to be their chaplain until we're old and gray. I'm following them to their retirement homes. Mm -hmm. And so slowly God started pulling. There was this closeness I had with them and God slowly started separating us. And, um, at least it felt that way to me. And when you're in ministry, there is this license God gives you, like this magical ability to walk through walls. Like you just, I, I go up to people, I say, how are you doing? Or ask silly questions of them and get them laughing. And 45 minutes later, they're surprised that they just spilled their guts to me. <laughs> they're just, that's what it was. That's, that was yeah. the gifting of God. And people would share and slowly they stopped sharing and it was really hard because I thought I would do it forever but I understand that God had something different for me next in a different season and so this summer I talked to my boss who is an amazing friend and Christian man and explained that to him and told him it's time for me to go and not be a chaplain anymore. And for about two months, I couldn't tell anybody. I couldn't say the words out loud. And so, um, yeah, I, and so here I am right now. I am just starting to really think about blogging again. And I have about five in my head that I need to get out. And to go back to doing a series on my podcast that I sort of started and then <laughs> COVID <laughs> did all kinds of things to everybody, but um, life's not linear. And that's, that's another thing is that I'm learning is that I'm not where I thought I would be, but I'm where I need to be because with everything going on, I'm able to be more present with my kids and help 
my family through where they're at right now. But that's, that's, um, that plays into it. That plays into the doubts and the insecurities that it has something to do with those things being an inability. But let me tell you, I don't think my ADD is a weakness at all. First of all, there are things that make me more capable at doing certain things than those who don't have ADD. I can hyper-focus and write research papers. My master's was a breeze. It took me eight years to get through my undergrad. <laughs> it was not a breeze. <laughs> the master's was all research papers and I can, I can hyper-focus on things I love. Mm-hmm. And so that was a lot easier. It was a lot of work, but it was it was fun. Um, but here I am in a new place, not where I thought I would be, but it feels a little bit like starting over. Yeah. But I'm equipped with everything that has happened in my life. So it's not, even if it feels like it. Yeah. I, you know, even on Sunday, when, when it started, when I started going, Oh no, Oh no. I feel like I'm dipping into that depressive Mm -hmm. state where it's like it's not even me like I'm not I'm not thinking about a certain thing that takes me there it's but I was um thinking about how the feelings change everything like they totally change your perspective Mm -hmm. um and if I can just so so what I started doing even that day and continue through the week is when I realized that I was thinking so much about like, why do I feel like this? And why, you know, why, why don't I feel like that? And and asking those questions, I stopped and I'm like, wait, wait, think on what is good. What is true? What is noble? What is pure? And and I was like, I need to think about God, not myself, not myself. Because if I believe that what God says about himself is true and we are to put others we were to think of others higher than ourselves mm-hmm. too like I keep that keeps going through my mind all week and then I go oh, it's all about you God it's all about you this is your day this is your day this is your day this is your day yes, that, amen to that that thing that has been really um changing my perspective in a matter of seconds and right. I'm like that's it now will I be able to maintain that for a long time I don't know but what I do know is even if I don't, even if I get stuck in a, a me thinking, why am I this? Why did I, da, 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 you know, even if I do that, it's part of the plan. It's it part is. of the plan. And God's right there with me. And he's not going, oh, Vanessa, and shaking his head like I think he is. He's right. not doing that. He can't be doing that because when you look through the Bible and you look at every single person that encountered God, followed God, was called by God, didn't obey God, you know, all those things, none of them did anything perfectly, but they did what they were supposed to do mm-hmm. through the power of God, right? They were equipped, just like you said, he gave them what they needed. Sometimes their faith was weak and he told them it was weak, right? But the point is he was there. He was there. And so I'm like, you're there. I doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what my day ends up looking like. You're there. 
if it gets dark and cloudy, you're there. And like, even though it doesn't change the situation, it does change my perspective. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been really nice. <laughs> it's been really nice because um, it's just, you know, it's helping a lot. And so I've been trying to stop myself because I'm like, well, when you're thinking so much about yourself, you're, you're more, I'm not saying we can't because I think there's good that comes from it. Um, it's how we relate to other people, right? Mm-hmm. We can say, hey, this is what happened to me. How about you? But um, there, then it, if you stay there, it becomes more of like a plane, like it gives the devil a foothold to like mess with you, you know, because you're so focused on thing. <laughs> your circumstance that he's like, ha ha, I gotcha, you know, and then he messes with you and then it's horrible and, and then God rescues you again. And <laughs> but Always. I love, I love that you're an encourager um, and I've been encouraged by you on more than one occasion. So thank you. Um, and so why, why do you say, you know, that it's important to encourage others? Um, cause it's easier not to, <laughs> it's, it's, um, partly I'm one of eight kids. So helping each other out was innate in us. And I actually asked my sister this yesterday and she's like, yeah, you're an encourager. It's what we do. And I was like, well, what's the reason? Like, why, why do you encourage? Like, why is it so important to you? And she's like, it's what we do. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, we're siblings. I guess it's innate in us. But one of the things that popped in my head is that moment when you have a friend or a coworker or somebody that decides to trust. So when somebody decides to trust me with something in their vulnerability or they're struggling with, or if I, and I have the capability to help them take that off their shoulders, even if it's just for a moment to be able to see people feel hopeful again and encouraged again. And like maybe their demons or their burdens aren't as big as they feel like sometimes that is my favorite thing in the whole wide world I remember back to a time um at the preschool I worked at I became kind of um I I just trying to think how to phrase it one of the moms was having a panic attack in um in the foyer when they were waiting to pick up their children um, or drop off. I think it was drop off. And she, she sat down and somebody came and got me. And I just went and sat down next to her. Not even like it was a big deal. Like I was just passing through, no big deal. And I sat down and just hung out with her. So she didn't look like this random weird person sitting on the floor. I just sat with her and said a couple things a little bit but mostly what I did was just start breathing in the pattern, you know, in four, hold it seven, out eight. And just sat there until she felt better. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't even really saying anything, but it, just the presence of being is encouraging. Mm-hmm. 
and it's so easy to walk past people or pretend like they're not there or ignore it. It's more comfortable. I think, I think if we remember Job, they should have kept sitting there and not saying anything, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they talked and that didn't help him. But sometimes just being there and being present is the most encouraging. And because I know what it feels like to be encouraged and supported, I want to provide that feeling in people's lives mm-hmm. than what the other options are. So to me, it's yeah. just, it's a non-negotiable. There's, yeah. there's nothing else I would do because the alternative is just not okay with me. Yeah. I love it. I know. I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of encouragement as well. And I love when I get to encourage somebody. Um, but I also love to be encouraged. Um, and sometimes do you ever feel like, um, you're just kind of starving for some encouragement? Do you ever feel like that? <laughs> like, you're like, oh my gosh, I need some encouragement in those times. Now I'll be like, oh, wait, you can open your Bible you know, uh-huh. um, yeah. God will God's encourage like, um, you. What, what about me? <laughs> yes. I saw something not that long ago and I loved it because I totally agree. God talks to you. It's like, yeah. Like, I wish God talked to me. It's like, well, he will. Uh, oh, read your Bible. That's what it was. It was like, read your Bible. And then they were like, well, I mean out loud. And then, and then she's like, read your Bible out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Really cute. I was like, I love that Sorry. so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, now I'll be like, and I I totally give credit to the Holy Spirit because it'll be just this little thing, you know, like Vanessa, you can read your Bible right now too. I, I might have already read it, you know. Um, and then I'm going through the day, and then something comes up, and I'm just like, oh man, what, what, what's going on here? You know, like I have more questions or something. And, and that's been happening lately. And it's like, you can open your Bible again. And I'm like, oh yeah, um, because God's word is so, now I am a firm believer in this. I know this, I know it in every part of me that the Bible is alive and active. God's Amen. word Amen. is alive and active. It is not just a saying. It's not just a metaphorical. Like, it is real. It's real. It is alive and active and it works in your life when you open it up and you gotta, you know, you gotta get in it, it, but, but it is, it is. Oh, goodness. So how can we support you and stay connected to your journey? So I'm on Instagram, as you know, um, either under Katie McConnell right now, it's coffee break with Katie, which is also my podcast, which is a baby. So maybe nobody go on there and, um, see what a baby it is. And just only encouragement. (laughs) You're going to comment only encouragement. I'm new to this. I'm not fantastic with technology, but I'm learning. Mm I've learned a lot. Um, but I'm still learning and also have a blog, katiemcconnell.com, but all of that is linked on my Instagram page. So that's an easy way to do it. Yes. Yeah. And on Facebook too, but Awesome. Well, thank you so much for just being with me and sharing your stories with us. Um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you.
I hope you enjoyed this episode, friends. And when I was going through editing, I noticed there was an error. We were talking about Jacob and God wrestling, but the name Joseph was said instead. And so I just wanted to make sure I corrected that for you so you didn't get confused. Thanks again for listening. Hi, friends. I'm so glad you've been enjoying the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast and wanted you to know that if you'd like to support and help share its uplifting message, you can leave a positive review on Apple or Spotify. To donate 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month, simply click the anchor link in the notes of this show. Once you're on the anchor homepage of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, click the middle button that says support and select your amount and enter your info. It's quick and easy and will make a great impact on the lives of my family. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.